the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. History makers. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D., the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Josh Reed from Josh Reed Media. Josh is an actor, a writer, a uh, producer, director, radio guy, you name it, he's done it. Welcome to the show, mate. How are you? I'm really good, Matt, and uh, thanks so much for having me on History Makers today. Now, let's get to know a bit of your story. Whereabouts were you born and raised? Where was I born and raised? Uh, in a town that probably uh, very few people have heard of, uh, Narragin, in um, the middle of the south-east eastern wheat belt of Western Australia. You're a WA boy. There you go. I am, right out from the bush there. Uh, I lived in town, but most of my friends were on farms. So, uh, you know, even going to Perth was uh, like going to the big smoke uh, back in the day. Okay. And did you have much of a religious upbringing? I did. Uh, My mum started going to church when I was about two. And so I definitely grew up in the church, uh, very much involved in the church in Sunday school and youth uh, as I grew up. And then after that, I actually joined a Christian drama ministry called Covenant Players, and I travelled with them all around the world for about five years. Mate, I know all about Covenant players. I used to do a little bit of treading the boards, a little bit of acting myself, and I always dreamed of joining Covenant players but never got the opportunity. Uh, some friends of mine, Paul and Michelle Grant, yep, travelled the nations. People. Did you work with them? Yeah, yeah, I did, actually. I, I knew them, and I believe that Paul and Michelle were my trainers when I oh. first joined, when I was a, a young 17-year-old with very long hair and... Uh, <laughs> A very large attitude. And did you find you saw a lot of lives impacted when Covenant players would perform at a church or a school? We, we did, actually, and, and I guess that's an interesting start to my career in media, and particularly with a slant on media ministry. We would perform at schools, churches, prisons, nursing homes, um, even like five-star hotels in, in Asia, you name it. And we would often do plays that we had done you know, a hundred times, and we knew them back to front. And when you do something that often, it can lose its a little bit of its meaning with yourself. But what we would often find, as, as you also find in uh, Christian radio and other media, is that what is a normal everyday experience for you actually really impacts uh, the lives of people who have heard it or seen it for the first time. So we did find that people would actually um, give their lives to Christ as well as just uh, have revelations in their life about things that they were doing in their marriage or things that they needed to change or how to get back to God or back to reading the Bible. So, so yes, we, we did find that in Covenant Players. And what happened after Covenant Players? After Covenant Players, I got married to my wife, Loretta, who uh, was also a Covenant player. And... We actually went through uh, a few of, of what I call my, my lost years, I guess. I, um, I worked, I went out of Covenant Players. Um, I was kind of the number two in charge in Australia at the time. And I stepped out not actually having any qualifications, 
even though I had all this life experience and I had the weird experience of not understanding how to put all my five years of life experience traveling the globe onto a resume. So I worked all sorts of jobs. I worked in call centers and some sales work and uh, for a computer company that I still have no idea what I was supposed to be selling um, and you know, worked in, in shopping centers and, and all sorts of things. And, and I even uh, bought a business installing CCTV security cameras. Um, and so I did that for a long time and eventually I read a book called Reposition Yourself. And what I got out of that book was that I, if I wanted to get into film or TV or radio or media or writing, well, I needed to actually change something today to actually get into that into the future. Um, so as soon as I read that book, I enrolled in a, uh, some screenwriting courses at a university. I started making short films. I started doing drama stuff in my church once again. And so I was really getting back into the creative slash media side of things. And tell us about uh, your media career, because you've really had a passion for Christian film, uh, Christian radio, uh, books as well now. Uh, tell us about uh, how that all started out. Probably from when I was in high school, I think I, I've always been interested in acting. Uh, from, I think, year 10 onwards, I decided I was going to join Covenant Players and considered year 11 and 12 a big waste of time because I already knew what I was going to do. Um, <laughs> and then I, yeah, I guess I've always had a passion for good quality media. Mm -hmm. uh, and back in the day, it's, it, it, it is different now. Look, you know, people still make bad films, but, you know, 20 years ago, Matt, there were some pretty pretty cheesy, horrific, um, you know, Christian films around. And they were the only ones available. And uh, whereas the ones that come out these days, you know, are generally much better. And so I had this passion to make high-quality media, professional-quality media, that would still subtly get the message of Christ through to people. And, mate, I saw you in one of those uh, movies a couple of years ago, uh, Suing the Devil. Tell us how you got involved in that one. Uh, interesting uh, experience. I had no idea about the level of Christian media uh, and how unified it is uh, in our own country across Australia. Um, I took on a job as the general manager at a uh, Christian radio station in Australia, and through that they sent me to Christian Media Australia Conference and I think it was the first year I was there, I met a guy called Tim Shea, who ended up being the director of a new Christian film called Suing the Devil. And I've actually still got a poster of that up on my wall here. <laughs> and uh, I met Tim, and then we kept in touch. Uh, I was talking about my passion for film, and obviously I'd had an acting background, um, you know, on stage, but definitely at a high professional level. And uh, so I ended up hearing about the auditions for this film and got into uh, the audition, got a role, and, uh, and that's, how I, that's how I got into it. Now, the guy who was the lead actor in that with the, the grey hair, what was his name again? Uh, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, he's quite a well-known actor. What, did you get to meet with him? Did you hang out with him? <laughs> 
I did hang out with him a little bit. I was only on set for one day. Right. Uh, met, a, met a couple of uh, really good uh, acting uh, contacts that I've actually stayed in contact with. And even last time I was in L.A., I, I had lunch with a couple of them. Ah, fantastic. So, you know, the relationships, uh, even from that one day on set, uh, you know, stayed. Um, but, yeah, Malcolm McDowell is, is a, a great guy, great actor, and uh, he, 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 of course, is famous for um, starring in A Clockwork Orange. Oh, yes, of course. In the 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's since been in a variety of films, uh, some comedy films. I've seen him in some children's films that my kids watch, and he was also in Halloween too. Uh, so look, he is he, he, he professes to be a, a Christian guy, but I guess as an actor, you act in all sorts of films, the same as a Christian plumber would install all sorts of toilets. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. Now, you're the CEO of Earl Street Pictures, the feature film production company. Uh, tell us what's on the go. Sure. Uh, Earl Street Pictures have had a feature film in production for, or it's, uh, it's hard to say, but it's actually coming up to three years that we've had that on the go. Uh, we shot it back in January 2012. And a uh, big cast, big crew, about 35 cast and 40 crew and about twice as many extras. Uh, 12 locations shot around uh, the areas of Sydney. And uh, that's actually coming out this October, uh, we hope. It's called 1500 Steps and it's a sports film about running track, kind of a cross between uh, The Karate Kid and Chariots of Fire. Uh, again, like I was uh, leading leaning to uh, before it 1500 steps is a christian film however we're not really marketing it as one we're marketing it as a general film but it definitely has a um a powerful but subtle uh christian message throughout the whole film well mate if you ever need a bit of an extra you know i've done a bit of acting as i mentioned before you know just uh, you've got my number now anytime you want to you know Book me in. I'm more than happy to audition, you know. We'll definitely put you in for the next one, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Pray about that. Thanks, mate. That's good. Yeah. For the sequel. <laughs> uh, mate, looking forward to seeing 1500 Steps. Sounds like a great project. And the other project you've been working on is a book, mm. uh, Powerful Christian Radio, The Strategy, Impact and Ministry of Local Christian Radio. I'm very interested to find out about this, working in Christian Radio. Tell us how, how this came about. This came at, at about uh, by a mate of mine uh, who I'm sure you know as well, Bernie Diamond from Christianity Work. Top bloke, Bernie, yep. Yep. How it came about, Matt, was that I, I speak in a lot of churches probably once a fortnight. Yeah. And uh, sometimes at other church meetings or conferences and things like that. But I was speaking in all these places and I was saying to Bernie, well, yeah, we always offer a, a sign-up sheet for our newsletter but hardly anybody fills it in and he says josh you've got to give them uh, an incentive to um you know to, you've got to give them like a, a free book or a cd or a dvd or a e-booklet or something something that you can actually send them or post them preferably uh after they fill in their name and address um and so we thought okay well great but we need something that matches what i talk about in churches which is specifically how the ministry or how God reaches and touches people's lives through Christian radio works in the 21st century. Um, and I explained that uh, at various lengths in churches. But looking around, I couldn't find anything. Uh, there was really 
no books specifically about the ministry of Christian radio. There was a few books about the history of it, um, but nothing really saying, well, look, you might not regard your local Christian radio station or your national Christian radio station as a ministry, but it is, and here is how it is. Here's how God uses Christian radio, and here's why it's important for local churches to link in with it, etc. It's a really good point, you know, mate, because, I mean, a lot of church mission budgets go towards missionaries in Africa or Cambodia or around the world, but a lot of, not a lot of people realize that their local Christian radio or national Christian radio, as you said, is actually an outreach sharing the gospel, winning souls, uh, ministering to people. Uh, and it's, it is a valid mission, isn't it? And it's potentially dangerous for the local church as well. Uh, I'm certainly not um, you know, trying to get people to stop supporting uh, overseas missions. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm very much for overseas missions. But a lot of these older overseas mission organisations rely wholly on Western churches to be very healthy so that they can finance them. Mm. But we know in Australia in particular that church attendance is declining and so our churches are actually getting less and less healthy and potentially less and less uh, financial. I'm speaking as a general rule of thumb, of course. Um, And so I think it's very important for the churches to keep doing that but to also start putting some resources and support into programs and resources that are available locally which actually will grow their church in their local community. And Christian radio is one very easy, very practical, very much on your doorstep uh, way of linking in and using that as an evangelical resource um, and an encouragement resource uh, to build your own local church. Mate, it's such an inspirational uh, book that you've written, and I'm just so excited that you're getting the word out there about Christian Radio because uh, I've been involved in Christian Radio for you know over 20 years now on and off, and uh, I've seen so many good stories, and uh, I've had so many testimonies and feedback about lives that have been transformed. Is there one story that sticks out to you of someone that has... Uh, been connected to Christian radio that has had their life transformed that you want to inspire us with today? Does anything jump to mind when I ask you that? A couple uh, come to mind. Uh, We've certainly got some uh, great stories and some of them, even though I've changed their names, I've actually uh, written about inside the book Powerful Christian Radio. Um, One that certainly comes to mind is a local lady uh, who I know and she was in a, in a very bad place in her life. Her mother had been um, murdered. Uh, she'd recently uh, lost a child um, in ICU. Um, her husband had recently walked out on her. Um, and then she found out that her father, who had also since died, um, was actually somehow involved in her mother's murder. Oh, gee. So <laughs> that's pretty bad. Mm. Um, I, I mean, you know, uh, that's... Yeah, that, that's a, a pretty bad situation. Um, and uh, if you saw it on TV, you would probably not believe it because it's too extreme. But it was real for this uh, poor lady. And she tuned into the radio. She'd never heard of her local Christian radio station a- at all. Um, she was tuning in, scanning the channels. Uh, she uh, thought she was listening at, at some time to a, a, a local rock station, which she normally listens to, but she found that the music was different, but she kept on listening because it still sounded good. 
Um, and then she heard a song, or it might have been like a God spot or a positive minute, you know, a 60-second thought about life and God. Uh, she heard that, and no, it was a song. The lyrics of the song really spoke about her life and where she was at. Now, that's how she took it, of course. And she said she just fell on her knees and started bawling. And she kept on listening to the Christian radio station. And now she's reading her Bible again, going back to church and getting right with God. So she came from a pretty messed up uh, situation. And now she's finding hope in the, uh, the message of Christ um, through the medium of Christian radio. Mate, and there's stories like that all across the planet uh, from people who've yep. stumbled across a station or found them online. Or you know, there's there's many different ways that the Lord uses Christian media to connect with people. And I'm just excited. There's blokes like you with a passion and a heart for it to to get the good news out there through uh, media, uh, traditional media, or new media in any way that we can. And uh, uh, it's uh, encouraging to see that you've had the foreword written by Phil Cook, well known uh, in Hollywood as a as a strong Christian man uh, behind many great projects and uh, mate, I'm looking forward to reading it and getting into it and uh, if people want to find out more of course the website is joshreadmedia.com and read is spelt R-E-I-D joshreadmedia.com you can find out more there and uh, mate I reckon you're a history maker thanks for joining us thanks so much Matt always wanted to be on the show actually uh, and uh, really glad to get this book out and supporting Christian Radio God bless you mate thanks for your time Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. Order your flash drive with 20 of the best History Makers interviews now at historymakers.tv for just $19.95. All proceeds will help History Makers Radio and TV share the gospel all around the world. Order now at station sponsor, historymakers.tv. You'll hear interviews from Mark Burnett, producer of the Bible series and Survivor. Musicians like Paul Coleman, Mark Schultz and George McArdle from the Little River Band. Also Kate Brax, winner of MasterChef 2011, former Olympian Elka Whalen and many more. Order now at historymakers.tv.